0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen, we are back for night three, I'm back for night three in a row, something like that, so much work I've lost it, anyways, we have with us tonight a very special guest who is running for governor in the great state of Oregon, and then I have with me my usual co-host, uh, Casting Couch Will, and we're going to get started. Time. We've got the usual, which is you can find us on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Anchor, and Spotify. Go to all those places, like, share, subscribe to all the things, all the things that are required to get the algorithm to keep chugging along and get us out there so all of you and your friends and your friends and your family and all of them can hear the good news of liberty. We got Tom Quitter, that's Tom52.com, that's tomfor 5 com. and if I can grab this here, it's buried, that's how much I love it, it's fucking buried under shit, uh, if you go to Tom52.com slash FTG and submit a meme, you too can get your own personalized bumper sticker with this guy's face on it. So go to Tom52.com, FTG, and uh, you can get your own if you win. If you win. Then we got Crowned by Gold, the third book by Jack Casey. I am legally obligated to tell you that he has a super fan that pays us money so we don't shit on his book. But Jack Casey's trash, so screw Jack Casey. Then we got The Alaskan Raven for all of your meme needs. Go find the Alaskan Raven on Facebook. Then we got the Libertarian Party Veterans Caucus for all your vet cock-ass needs. Uh, if you like dark humor and alcoholism, go check out Libertarian Party Veterans Caucus. I see Will down there like, why did he say that? Nope, we're not showing that one again. Then we got the Greasy Porcupine. Go to GreasyPorcupines.org. For road services, tune-ups, and maintenance, service, and repair. It's a voluntary business model. So if you want to find out more information, go to greasyporcupines.org. Where did my... Oh, there we go. Tennessee Radical Caucus. The most radical of caucuses, especially in the state of Tennessee. If you'd like to find out more, go to Radical Caucus. Why is that? That's not it. Uh, org. I am not here tonight. I am jacking this all up. LPRadicalcaucus.org, or go find Tennessee Radical Caucus on the Facebook. Also, we've got, go to Podcast.com, Check out some sweet merch. We've got some new stuff coming down the pipeline. Uh, One may or may not include Mr. Darty's face on it, and it may also have a firearm on it. Uh, Two things that are never in the same room at the same time. Will and a gun. So, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go ahead and bring up Mr. Uh, Casting Couch, 7 Up himself, Mr. Rildari.
1: Actually, today it is Casting Couch and Fresca because they Fresca. were out of 7 Up. Yeah, it's the poor man 7 Up. Not quite the same hit, but I'll still take it, take what I can get. But uh, that's true. I hate guns, I am a big advocate of gun control responsible gun control, of course. I think only military and police should have guns, so thank you for advocating for that on my behalf.
0: My Bad Jokes and I are sponsored by Four Roses Bourbon.
1: Dude, fuck yeah, That's what I got, too, right now, actually. Well, damn. Maybe I should pour some. Hey, I will. Let's, let's do it. Let's go. Let's get wild. Let's get wild. I got this fancy little decanter thing, though. I'm not drinking it right from the bottle.
0: So, for those <clears throat> who may not have heard... And who don't watch the other shows on this network, Uh, Mr. William and I will be sitting on that very couch doing an episode here in a couple weeks. It'll be the twenty first of October. No, the, uh, yeah, it'll be twenty first of October. Okay. Because the events, I believe, the events the twenty second and the twenty third. Exactly. Because I fly in the twenty first and fly out the twenty fourth. But there was a GoFundMe, and we absolutely obliterated that go me so thank you to everyone who helped get me onto will's casting couch that's right that's where you're the real money but
1: i'm gonna have an oklahoma t-shirt ready for you when you land just so you know you're gonna be doing that episode in an
0: oklahoma t-shirt that's not a thing that's gonna happen
1: uh okay it's my house my rules man i feel like that's how it works but we'll see
0: yeah you can ask my family how that worked out when i was a kid <laughs> anyway. Same. But uh yeah, so we've got a very special guest tonight. Um he is running for governor in uh <laughs> in Oregon. And I will say this I, I like all the candidates we've had on here so far, but no one, no one has had a more impressive headshot sent to me than this guy uh i'm going to uh, i want to pull it up but i may pull it up here in a little bit but this dude was dressed like og pimp style purple shirt the vest i mean the the whole thing the hat dude it was it was beautiful
1: i was stalking and him I, on facebook and i noticed he definitely likes purple doesn't he this is a thing dude,
0: it's a it's it's the most amazing headshot I've ever seen on a candidate. And if he doesn't win from that headshot alone, I will sound like a Trump-tart and, I shouldn't say that, a Trumpitarian or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we and got I'll in I'll a say, clubhouse debate over that
1: word. You better be careful.
0: And uh, and I will, I will be convinced that the election was rigged because that headshot alone should win at least 90% of the vote.
1: You got to show us now. You can't just hide this.
0: Oh, can't Lord, I got to pull it up now. I can, Definitely. but I'm not going to. You, um, must, you must pull it up. So, uh, look, this, dude, this, this headshot is phenomenal. And uh, considering you're, you're Natalie Bruno's comms guy, you've got to get her in something like this.
1: Uh, Natalie Bruno's headshots are perfect, and she's not in purple in any of them. But we're going for a little bit different. This is Oklahoma, not Oregon. You can't wear purple in a headshot
0: in Oklahoma. You'll get beat up so for that this- kind of shit here this is this is it right here uh there we go i mean it's it's amazing it's immaculate look at that that is, that beautiful. is a great headshot i mean it's i vote for him dude i love it like i was showing so i was bragging about how great this headshot looks on clubhouse today and people were like look he could be a socialist or a commie and we would vote for him i was like dude it's that good it's that amazing
1: and what do you call those hats, like a bowler or something like that? Or a, yeah, no, a bowler uh, hat.
0: Is that a bowler hat? Okay, that's awesome.
1: So Very fancy. I guess,
0: I guess it's not fair that we're talking about him and he can hear us. But uh, let's let's go ahead and bring him up. Leon, how are you doing today, sir?
2: I am laughing that you guys are <laughs> fixated on this. And you guys don't even see the whole picture. The rest of the picture involves a kilt. It gets better. Why are you holding out on us like
1: that? You got to do the full <laughs> size version, man. <laughs>
2: well, that's on my on my personal Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I was at. I was actually. Uh, we took that. My my mother helped me out. She's been helping. Okay, I got to back up a little bit. My mother, when I go apply for a job, go is is the kind of person that goes. Are you sure you're qualified for that? <laughs> and she will do her best to knock me down a couple of rungs. But she's written my bio. She's taken my headshot, which was actually full body because I said, I, ha- I need a couple of pictures of my kilt here. And it uh, has totally, I mean, my entire family, I have never gotten this lo- uh, gotten along this well with my family as I have since I said, I'm running for governor. My sister goes, "Well, the first thing I'm going to do is challenge you because I want to make sure you either uh win or make it a good show on the way down. No no flaming out as far as I'm concerned." I'm paraphrasing, of course, but she's like, "I'm going to make sure that you're if you're going to debate something, you better have something you better be able to state something to back it up. You can't just go and say something and then let it ride like Trump did. You have to have something to back it up. My mom, my, my grandmother's been a, a blue Democrat her entire life, and all of a sudden, she's sporting gold. Uh, I don't know where it came from. So uh, Apparently, all of my family is just suddenly tired of it, and they're backing me 100%, and that's never uh, I'm pretty thrilled about the whole thing.
0: Yeah, my grandmother, she, she's been a Republican her whole life. And I started talking to her about libertarianism, and she...
2: The uh, kilt. It, it goes with the kilt.
0: Nice. So, just just a heads up for the audience. Uh, Leon is in a bad service area, and it's... There's, there's some issues, but it's fine. It's not a big deal. Um, we can... Y'all can get over it. Um, Go, tell you, us you about know,
1: your grandma, though.
0: Um... So yeah, she, she was a Republican her whole life. And uh, I started talking to her about libertarianism and she would ask questions and she's pretty much said that she's swapped. Um, she's done with Republicans because they don't actually care about what they say. Um, and I was like, look, you know, even if you don't think for libertarians care about what they say, uh, at the end of the day, it's the government's smaller, it really doesn't matter. I mean, they can say what they want to and then the government's so small, they can't control you. So it don't really matter.
1: Damn right. That's a lesson to everybody here. If you're trying to convert people to libertarianism, start with your family and apparently your grandma. So Leon is. Uh, I see the purple all over your campaign signs and stuff, and a little bit of uh, red, blue, and yellow. It's very interesting. So is purple. Your favorite color, or, or what's that about?
2: No, I was going. I was riffing off, off of uh, previous stuff that I saw. Okay, so let me preface this. Um, I am told that I'm not a real libertarian, so I guess I'm in the right place for a podcast. There's no um, such thing
1: as a real libertarian. I Leon. started,
2: I I know, I've, did, I've found that out. I, I have actually only been a libertarian for a year. Huh. Um, I was politically homeless for my entire adult life, and all of a sudden Joe Jorgensen shows up on on my radar, and I have, have no clue who this is. And then Spike shows up on my radar after the primary, and I get to looking around and and seeing that the Libertarian Party does in fact have a platform, and I agree with most of it uh, at the time. Um, and then I say, you know what? I think I can I I support this candidate for sure. I think I'll go ahead and volunteer for, to help out with an event. Um, and I went to Eugene, Oregon, which is a couple hours from me and on the coast. Uh, I'm on the coast. Eugene's not on the coast. Um, and I'm standing in the park there as the sacrificial primary target for his security team. And I'm I'm not quite boogie boy, but I might as well have been. I should have just showed up with a Hawaiian shirt and called it good. Um, but I'm the one who's visibly carrying. The rest of the security team was all concealed. And uh, then I found out after the event was over that I wasn't supposed to have guns in the park without a permit. And my permit was at the end of the uh, appointment was at the end of the month. And this guy kept saying, "Well." the cop said, and I said, well, don't tell the cop anything and we won't have a problem because he's did not coming to ask me anything. I have more guns than him.
1: All gun are unconstitutional.
2: Well, they, they are, but, you know, I understand where people are coming from when they try to, to say that they need to be safe. Um, an armed society is a polite society, so there's no safer way to deal with the world than to make sure that you're on an equal footing. Exactly. Um, I'm sure not everybody thinks the wrong way, but the the fact of the matter is that good people obey laws and bad people don't. So why punish the good people? Um, So,
1: so Leon, let me ask you this. So you've only been a libertarian for a year. And first of all, kudos on you for, for joining and then all of a sudden running for governor. governor. I feel like that's a freaking awesome way to hit the ground running. But what were the things in the platform that initially you disagreed with and have you come to terms with them recently?
2: Um, well, that's the funny part. I don't remember what I disagreed with. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember reading it and going, I'm not sure I agree with that. Oh, yes, yes, I, I can remember one of them. One of them was the drug thing. Um, and as I got to thinking about it a little more, I, I realized that I've always actually believed that it was okay for people to choose what they were going to do. And that the laws really didn't make any difference about what that was and that we should probably just abandon the law the concept of telling people what they can do with themselves really doesn't help us. It hurts some aspects of things like our economy because we have people on unemployment, but unemployment only lasts uh, about a year. And there's a couple of programs that you can make it extend maybe eight months, nine months at the most. But if I can pee in a cup and it come out clean and the guy next to me, peas in a cup and it doesn't come out clean, I automatically have the job even though I tanked the interview. So the whole idea of being able to say that um, things have to be illegal has nothing to do with the reality of of the fact that people are going to make their own decisions anyway. We're still going to see the insurance companies because they are the ones who manage risk Every day, they're still going to say you have to pee in a cup to have that job. And the only way that's going to change, it's not going to change with the law. That's for sure. Uh, I have a CDL. I drive a a dump truck for a living right now. Um, I have to pee in a cup whenever they ask me to because that's federal law. But the insurance companies are the ones who does the asking. It's not the feds. It's the insurance company. They're the ones who want the random drug checks. So the insurance industry is going to maintain that. If we threw out insurance laws overnight, the insurance companies would still be in business the next day because people would recognize that they have a reason to have insurance. I would think that their premiums would go down because now they have to be a little more competitive. Other than that, that's that's going to be the driving factor. Your, your insurance company is going to make the determination that you need to tell your people to pee in a cup. So I was sitting there kind of hemming and hawing about that, and my mom is still on the fence with that one um, because of her uh, family history as a child. Um she doesn't want to to have people do that, but I've come to the conclusion that drunk driving isn't a crime, but drunk crashing is because if you're just driving along, you haven't hurt anybody yet when you crash, you've hurt somebody by either destroying their property or destroying them, and that's a problem. Could it be prevented? Sure, but is this minority report no huh. simple as that, and that's 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 where i mean that I went from. Hammond and Han about that one—that as a, as one specific issue that I can I can remember. To that's really not a problem until somebody's hurt. Why are we talking about it? We've gotten into this world where we're trying to save everybody from death all the time, but nobody gets out of this world alive. Hmm. So why are we trying so hard?
0: Yeah, it's the it's the safety factor. Everybody's, you know, worried to death about safety, like, you know, safety over freedom. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'd like to, you know, have my I'd like to live dangerously and free than to live, you know, scared and safe. Um, and safety doesn't really mean safety when it comes to the eyes of the government. They'll they'll say we're going to implement gun, uh, red flag laws, uh, which which. Uh, will be covered next week, um, but you know they can they can implement red flag laws at the federal level and say, "Hey, if someone's deemed you a threat, we're going to kick your door and shoot your dog, shoot you, shoot your wife and kids, uh, just to make sure that you don't hurt anyone." But yeah, they've just they've just murdered an entire family in the name of safety. So I mean, see, so yeah, we ha- uh,
2: we have those in Oregon. Yeah, how, um, how they played out, and so ironically, it was a Republican state senator who sponsored it so it's I not even it. a democrat republican thing they're just all if they think that you want to be that, that you sh- might be a threat they want to be able to remove your rights from you so they can deal with you without your rights and i i'm just i'm tired of it i'm tired of people saying that you you're mentally un- incapable of doing what's right and yet I, we do it every day why would why would somebody who is mentally incapable of doing what's right be able to function every day and then ha- go and have that become an issue I- in a matter of minutes and then not be allowed due process to deal with it that doesn't make any sense to me
0: yeah
2: but like you said that's a that's another show
0: yeah the I mean, if you want to go into the red flag laws thing, we can. Um, I, I was going to cover the, the federal legislation uh, on Tuesday on the, the news broadcast that I do every week. Um, but, you know, like you said, Republicans are not the, the stalwarts that for gun rights that they claim to be. More than half of Republicans in the legislature, uh, in Congress, signed in favor of passing a bill with federal red flag laws. Um and, and like like the Mohican libertarians saying, you know, they will change the definition of threat at their convenience. It's there's no legislative definition on what a threat is. So when when they can say that, you know, libertarians are domestic terrorists. Now, all of a sudden you've got, you know, one point nine million Americans who they can just kick our doors in and take our guns because they deem us a threat to their status quo. We're not a danger to any, we're not a threat to other Americans. We're a threat to their status quo so they can kick our doors in and do it the hell they want to. I just hate the concept of trying to prevent somebody
1: from breaking the law in the first place. And I think that's where society comes back to drug laws and a lot of things. But it's like, look, if somebody commits a crime, you, you take them to jail, you try them, you go through the whole process. But if, if you're just afraid they might commit a crime at some point. That's absolutely insane. That's absolute tyranny. You're trying to predict the future and uh, put people in jail because of it, and take their rights away because of it. It makes absolutely no sense.
0: Well, I know people not, in this I agree party. With that. None whatsoever. <clears throat> uh, I mean, I know I know people in this party that do some some hard shit shit. Probably I wouldn't do, but they're not criminals. They're not they're not criminals in the sense that they're not pr- taking people's stuff. They're not hurting people. They're not doing the, they're not violating other people's rights. They're criminals in the sense that they've done drugs. That's it. And if Democrats were writing everything,
2: we'd
1: all be, we'd all be criminals if the left was deciding. So go ahead, Leon.
2: Sure. The, the, you know, the 60s and 70s stuff, the the, the drugs were legal. Um, And all of a sudden, they weren't. And, you know, if we go to his- history, we find out that um, the Civil Rights Act couldn't be stopped by Lyndon Johnson. And he was racist as well, incredibly racist. Um, yeah. So what he did is he found another way and he sold it to Nixon and Nixon signed the drug war into the yeah. law. So and at that point, and and I'm I'm starting to notice this. I, since I started looking at that, I wanted to know what other laws came into effect. A lot of our um, our vehicle code, they, they call these precursor stops where they stop you for a taillight being out or your license plate light. Never mind the fact that their headlights are on your license plate and they can read it clearly, but your license plate light is out and that's a reason to pull you over. The reason that they want to pull you over is now they have probable cause to reach a little bit to get more probable cause so they can search your vehicle and find more crime. So instead of letting you live your life and sending you a 50 cent postcard to let you know that your headlights out, they stop you, they harass you, and then they tell you that they're going to search your vehicle. And then you when you don't consent, they put you in cuffs and put you in the back of the car and do it anyway. So basically, it's just an excuse to get you pulled over to the side of the road. We see the same thing with uh, seatbelt laws, the the cell phone thing, the, the hands-free driving thing. Um, I'm a, I've driven a school bus. You cannot tell me that I am not an expert at uh, distracted driving because I've had 50 to 80 kids <laughs> behind me screaming and yelling and fights happening behind me. And I can still drive straight down the road. Maybe will Picking up a cell phone should not be a, an issue in terms like that, because I have had much bigger distractions happening in my vehicle. Um, the, the, the The law enforcement officers are supposedly given specialized training. I have about a thousand times more training than this than the law enforcement officers. But if I get caught by one of them with my cell phone in my hand, I get Cited and maybe arrested depending on whether or not they decide that I'm a bigger threat and there's that that thing where they can change what that means so um, and that and that's depending on whether or not I'm in a passenger vehicle or motorcycle or in a semi um, of course if I'm picking up my cell phone in a semi they're going to have to be in a semi to see it because they're you know I got my windows a little higher there but you get the idea. We have all these precursor stops though, which are designed to find other crimes. It's not a question of the possibility of another, of a crime being committed. It's that they're specifically looking for it. They don't want to pull you over just for one crime. They don't want to pull you over just for speeding. They want to pull you over and then find 15 other things that they can charge you with because that makes the speeding stick. And then you get to pay that that fine because now you've they've shown that you have a uh, what's the word I'm looking for you have a a systemic problem where you are doing all of these things while speeding which means that they're they have more credibility than you do Um, the last time I got pulled over for speeding I was driving a bus I had I think eight passengers aboard a small bus little 30 seater thing Um, the Law enforcement officer kept me on the side of the road for 45 minutes. I was already behind 15, and as a result, every single passenger missed all of their connections from that stop on. The only thing he could find to ticket me was the speeding. And it wasn't even me, it was the Mustang going the opposite direction, but he was door-to-door with another cop, and they were chatting, and he never saw the other car going the opposite direction. He only saw me in the left-hand lane, and decided it had to have been me. Hmm. So, that was 2015, and I didn't even show up to court to beat that one. I did it by letter. Um, Did you beat it? he didn't he he tried he tried to find something else he went through my logbooks twice which is a no-no he ran the registration five times which was just a waste of time and he, apparently he didn't even know the law because in Oregon you can register a commercial vehicle by the quarter and not the year so when, when you're looking at it like that he's sitting there telling me that the that the, t- the stickers expired on the plate and that I have to fix that and I flat out told him, no, I, my job is to tell my boss whose job it is to fix that. So at that point I either drive or I don't have a job and you can't tell me otherwise. Yeah. I've, uh, I've actually, I ended up having to school him on what the law said. Go ahead, Leon. I had to, I had to teach him what the law said about passenger vehicles because he did not know any of this information. And then eventually he ended up just letting me go with the the one speeding ticket. And then I had that that beat from the moment moment he even pulled me over. I was driving a vehicle governed at 68 miles an hour, and he was trying to tell me I was going 71. So on top of that, I was going uphill. There was no possible way I was doing that. I happened to know I was going 53, but I didn't tell him that because he was going to find reason for me just – period he he's he was considering me guilty period because he said i was going 71 so
0: I'll, I'll say this i've actually had some really good encounters with local law enforcement i've had some bad encounters not not to the extent where i've been dragged drug out of a vehicle and beaten or whatever but uh i i i keep my dog tags in the rear, uh, hanging from the rearview mirror of my truck smart which it is smart but even uh even even before I did that I I carry with me all the time cuz uh if I'm not anything I'm I'm paranoid um but if you typically are carrying so a firearm so say we all yeah if if you're carrying a firearm and you actually have a concealed carry license in your state if your state allows such things um a lot of cops will actually like n- ignore speeding like I got busted doing like fucking 20 over and uh, they were like, "Yeah, we're not. We don't care." Because they, 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 they made the assumption right then and there that I probably didn't have anything else that they could get me on. Uh, most police departments get a some kind of bonus from the federal government for drug busts, and they were like, "This, that, this dude does not have drugs on him," which I didn't. Um, I, I've not done drugs since high school, um, nerd. <clears throat> yeah, well, I've always worked jobs that require drug tests too, so. You know, uh you can't buy many drugs when you're poor. Uh well, I guess you can in some places, but we're not going there. Anyways, uh there yeah, it, it is they, they they will make this assumption right off the bat. They they walk up to your vehicle and they'll say, Hey, either I think this guy's not got anything, I'm just gonna write the ticket and go. Or they're gonna say, Oh, I bet you this guy's got something that's gonna get me a bonus check in the mail and I'm gonna search him. And that's, that's a quick one to two second decision. And that's really all it takes. Like as an MP, there's no, there's no, you don't get a bonus for drug bust. You don't get a pizza party for drug bust. You don't, none of that shit. It's like you go do your job or going to article 15 your ass until you hate your life. Um, But civilian law enforcement, they get bonuses. I've talked to, you know, cops or former cops who have said, yeah, if the department gets a drug bust, we get a bonus. Um, and especially in like high drug drug possession areas, they get bigger bonuses. So this idea that cops are just doing their jobs, it's not really true because they are looking for something to get more money out of it.
2: I got one city here, um, tiny little town, I don't know, maybe 1,000, 1,500 people in it. And it's got a 45-mile-an-hour zone on the highway here. And they'll just sit there along that highway and wait for people to blow through there. That's The entire purpose of that is to be their speed trap. And it works far too often. Um, They'll pull you over for the stupidest crap, too. And they'll they'll think that they're going to get you for it. Um, Last time they pulled me over, I told them, just give me the ticket. I'll see them in court. I did not bother to argue with them. I didn't even want to talk to them. Um, beyond what I had to, I wasn't the one driving, but it was my vehicle. They said I had a headlight out and the person driving had the high beams on the high beams aren't required equipment. They pretend they are, but you're required to have low beams and you're required to have all your market lights and your stop lights. But high beams, no one will ever successfully give you a ticket for having high beams on. Because as long as your low beams work, your high beams are, are worthless to them as far as a legal standpoint. That being said, what? your mileage may vary. Um, but he decided to give us a warning for that, and I still haven't fixed that light. That was four years ago. <laughs> um, I bought it from flip? the dealership that way, and I just said that I'm – because I don't use my high beams like that. Why bother? Um, this area has a lot of fog can't use high beams in the fog because it just bounces sure. right back at your eyes. Hmm. You spend more time turning them on turn them off. Why bother? It doesn't help you any. So I didn't I'm bothered to fix it. I don't have to. There's no nobody in the world will make me fix that high beam as long as my my low beams work. but they spend the time. At the along that stretch of highway, just pulling people over for you know three or four miles above the above the speed limit, just because that's their little speed trap, and they generate revenue like that. Um, the last time I got pulled over, and I'm, the, the reason I'm mentioning this is because it was a 100% targeted thing. I was at the range over the weekend, and the cop was teaching his buddy how to shoot, and he was teaching him cop shooting. And cop shooting and regular people shooting are completely different. Cop shooting is all about not getting yourself sued because you were stupid. (laughs) And real people shooting is about survival. So he's teaching his buddy how to cop shoot. And I didn't know he was a cop until I started noticing how he was teaching this buddy. But he left before I did. So he had my license plate number and my make and model definitely before he left there and it wasn't a day or two later, I got pulled over and I, we're not talking, I got pulled over randomly. No, I noticed the guy 26 blocks before he pulled me over and he would not get in front of me. I was driving at 10 miles below the speed limit. At one point I went through the subway drive-through, which took 10 minutes and he picked me back up as soon as I came out of there and Whoa. let me drive five blocks You guys have subway drive-thrus, drive-thrus
1: in Oregon? I
2: was... <laughs> That's <laughs> I what am... Will
1: takes away from that story. Yeah, have Holy
2: the... shit, subway in drive-thrus. In I've never
1: seen a subway drive-thru. I don't even know what that is. Subway... I'm sorry. Subway drive-thru. I've never seen one before. That's mind-boggling. Okay.
2: But I was 100% <laughs> targeted. There, there's yeah. no way that I wasn't. So well, you're going to have to get out of Oklahoma, is, that's all.
1: Uh, no, thank you for that suggestion. I like they, my they state very in well. They have Utah, too. So, Leon, what is your solution to some of these things? Because so you're running for governor, so you're going to be the executive of the state of Oregon. So how do you feel like you can make some of – how do you feel like you can rein in police departments there? How do you feel like you can give them better guidance, better leadership, and maybe even kind of help sign some laws into place that will help rein them in?
2: well and i'm going to say this because this is the stuff that i'm that i'm thinking about um we're we're having some issues i mean we've had issues for last like year in portland i don't know if you're aware of this but there's been some uh, rioters, I guess, in Portland for a year. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> um, maybe you've heard about it. I don't know. Maybe it's not talked about over there. But no, we've heard about um, it. The complaint was that that law enforcement law enforcement is supposedly killing people at random. Um, and when, when law enforcement is, is being targeted like that and, and there's actually a, a they did a study on the Antifa uh, riders and they, there's a, a method and it's, it's pro- programmed. I mean, they, they had people going in front of the mob to knock on doors and tell people how to keep from getting tear gas in their house
1: Hmm.
2: and totally doing the PR thing and making it seem like it was just the cops doing it. And then they would bait the cops into using the tear gas and responding horribly by just escalating slowly until they got to the point where they couldn't stop from acting. Um, And then, Portland has some atrocious gun laws in it. You can't carry your gun openly without a concealed carry permit. And at that point, oh. what's the point? And if you draw so. your gun, you're immediately charged, whether you're wow. it was self-defense or not. Um, there was a story about that a few years ago. Um, regardless of the fact that they're being attacked or whatever. So one of the things that we can do... Uh, is we can go to constitutional the easy way to deal with that is just to remove the atrocious gun laws, make the entire state constitutional carry open carry is legal, except where they have limited it by licensing. Um, hmm. we, we had a guy here who had he was open carrying a rifle and he was shot because he had the rifle. They didn't he he was dumb and. Managed to get himself in a situation where he pointed it in the wrong direction, but the fact that he had a rifle, they shouldn't have even approached him, unless he was shooting the rifle, and that sure. should have been an issue. Um, we have people, and Oklahoma, only so they could make sure he wasn't shooting we have people it at do people. this thing
1: called a Second Amendment, which would be a violation
2: of the non-aggression protocol. Um, sure. sure the next thing that we can do is remove the precursor stops. So we take the enforcement out of the vehicle code. <laughs> um,
0: Leon, it's a great idea. Hello? He'll get back. He'll be back. So there's a little bit yeah. of a lag here. Well, Leon, yeah. I, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ahead and say, uh, as, do you want to go ahead and if plug we take your life- the
2: vehicular code out uh, and remove the enforcement and make it, a, uh, we're just gonna remind you, let you know that it happened, send you a, um, they they have in Oregon a a, a coupon thing where.
0: I can't tell. The kind of
2: like, suspense is killing me. <laughs> well, what does yeah, the coupon
0: do? I can plug. What the is the Oregon
2: coupon thing? SetOregonFree.com
0: Yeah. So yeah, if you want to go ahead and plug uh, your uh, your website, um, and then any any last plugs you got before you got to go, um, go ahead and do that so people know where to go and donate to your campaign, and if they want to help and sign up and help your campaign because. Honestly, in my opinion, volunteers are more valuable than gold. Uh, go ahead and do that. Okay, so
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and share the screen. Let's look at his Facebook a little bit just to uh, get an idea. This is not now. This is Leon. Noble for Oregon governor.
2: SetOregonFree.com is where to go. Um, We're not taking donations yet because while we don't have ballot access issues, we do have campaign finance issues. Mm -hmm. See how he shoots.
1: All right. All right.
0: Good for him. Well, Leon, I appreciate you stopping by tonight. Um, Good luck in your campaign. And, uh, you know, hopefully before your election, uh, we can have you back on And uh, when there's better conditions and we're, we're not having technical difficulties. It's a plan. We'll do it. All right, Leon. You have a good night, bud. So, <clears throat> with that being said, I had a discussion the other day, and I wanted to talk to you about this on the air. Let's do it. How many candidates have we actually publicly endorsed? You know, we endorsed
1: Natalie. We obviously endorsed Tom. Did um, we? I think so.
0: I mean, we advertise for him. No? We advertise for him. But have we ever said we endorse Tom Quater for 52nd District? Only Natalie, from what I can say. And that was just me. That wasn't even you necessarily. So, yeah. I I actually agreed with it. And I said, yeah, I hope Natalie wins. Uh, Uh, I said, Hell yeah. I, I said, we endorse Natalie Bruno for governor. And I thought about that. And what's funny is how many candidates have we had on since then? Like 12. Yeah, for real.
1: We're uh, pretty strict with our endorsement standards here.
0: Uh, we're either pretty
1: strict or we're pretty shitty. Uh, there's there's some definite nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> well, I to be your comms director, so you can call that nepotism if you want. We should start we're making posts about that. Actually, start doing endorsement posts on the page. Who, whoever gives us the most money gets the next endorsement. Yeah, right. <laughs> whoever wants to put us on your campaign staff, give us special privileges. You might get an endorsement from us. No guarantees that, though. That That sounds like a punishment. That doesn't sound like a reward. That's like, we're going to beat the (laughs) fuck out of you.
0: And then you can endorse us.
1: No, you didn't hear me say that. It is an honor to be Natalie Bruno's comms director. It is not a punishment. Don't confuse it.
0: How hard does she beat you?
1: She beats me with liberty and freedom and hope. Like NatalieBruno.com
0: So... Where the hell did he go? (laughs) He he lied so hard. His internet service provider kicked him off the internet for a second. Um, Exactly what happened. So I'm leading into a joke. Uh, I I told Natalie she she. So I Pope made a post about we hit the GoFundMe, and I feel like an idiot for talking about this still. But she said, "Oh my god, so excited." So I said, I will be handing out autographs. And she gave me a snarky remark, as she should. So I thought about it long and hard. I was like, hey, what can my autograph be? And when I say thought about long and hard, I just came up with it. Um, so I know where you're if, going with this. If you want an official bootleg libertarian <laughs> autograph. <laughs> I know where you're going with you, this. If you want one of these. uh <laughs> Come to the Natalie Bruno axe throwing event in Oklahoma City. That's right, on the twenty third of October.
1: Twenty second axe throwing is on the twenty second. Rally against the death penalties on the twenty third, and her fundraiser dinner is also on the twenty third.
0: So pay for the axe throwing and show up to axe throwing on the twenty third, uh, and then
1: twenty <laughs> second. <22nd. laughs> okay, 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 okay.
0: <laughs> oh Lord. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's um, it's going to be a lot of fun in Oklahoma. I think I think she's got a good thing going. Look, I'm fucking triggered. I, I said red flag laws. I want to talk about it. Do you want to talk about it?
1: Sure, we can go into it a little bit. I mean, it's absolute bullshit. It's unconstitutional. It's completely the antithesis of American values. So I don't. I don't know what there is to say, man. I don't think libertarians can have any other opinions on it. Personally, I don't know any that don't have that opinion on it.
0: The idea that your neighbor can make the determination for that real you're too too dangerous to have firearms is absurd. And As so if that won't be I, abused. Just like every other law, like Damn I'm right. sure it won't be abused. Well, and there, how many stories have we seen? So, the January 6th insurrection, we'll call it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, that's, if that's an insurrection, boy, they got a There's
1: like walking around, like looking at shit. Like, what do we do?
0: It's an insurrection, guys. Like, grandma with the walkers busting in. like Like, I I guarantee her walker had like a battering ram or some shit on it. Um, (laughs) But we've seen really disgusting stuff come out of that. And like, we've seen people reporting their own parents for that. Yeah. What are people going to do to their neighbors? Seriously,
1: man. Especially once they come out and say that we're extremists. Then you know damn well people are going to be calling on it. people like you and I.
0: Well, and here's the thing, right? Like, well, let me ask you and so, uh, on some real shit. If someone kicks your door in and it's like 2 a.m., are you going to think, oh, maybe that's cops? Or are you going to think, oh, shit, somebody wants to smoke in exchange for that TV in da- the Damn room. right,
1: straight up. That's why no-knock rage should be banned, period. But you're damn right. If that happens, somebody's dying. Hopefully yeah. them first and then me, but maybe just me. Who knows?
0: Well, yeah. Let's say let's say that happens. They don't announce themselves, they kick the door in, they shoot your dog, and you shoot everyone in that stack. Because you uh-huh. it's dark, you don't know who it is. And it'll be a three oh eight,
1: yeah. so I only need one round for that anyway.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're now being charged with the murder of multiple officers. You didn't yep. know who it was. You're yep. now being charged with the murder of multiple officers.
1: Yep. It's ridiculous, man. That's why no-knock raids have to be banned. And honestly, what's crazy is Rand Paul introduced that legislation and the Democrats wouldn't even support it. We had a chance. We had a chance mm-hmm. to ban that federally. That's a huge problem. But the fact that they can call on their neighbors is also is also equally ridiculous because it's going to happen. It's going to be abused, especially as divided as people are, as politically um, inflamed as everything is. As, as far as dialogue these days, people are going to get mad and they're going to Say that we're terrorists and call on us for sure. It's going to happen if, if they go through with this.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it, it's not going to be great. Because as I've said before, and I will continue to say, humans are the dumbest humans on the planet. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, and it's obvious. I mean, we we do the dumbest things possible. There is no other species of animal on this planet that does the dumb shit we do. I raise chickens. I make fun of chickens all the time because they're stupid, and then I sit Mm -hmm. there and think about. I'm like, a lot of people behave in a very similar fashion, like they do stuff that is inherently stupid and would obviously get them killed. I was reading another story. This is like this is not the first story I've read like this. A guy decided he was going to grab his gun and go rob a gun store. That's stupid. If, If that's not stupid. I have a, no idea what is. Because who knows more about gun laws than people that work or own a gun store? And you know damn
1: sure they're armed. They know how to shoot. They probably shoot all the freaking time.
0: There's more guns in that store than what they can physically carry. So sure. what do you think's gonna happen? They're gonna get shot. Turkeys are stupid, yes.
1: But they They have great eyesight, though. They have great eyesight.
0: But. But they're food. Like. Yeah. They're not supposed to be smart. Humans are supposed to be smart. <laughs> we have the ability to leave this planet. But yet, there are humans that still decide to do dumb shit every single day. And yet, we're like, hey, you know what won't go wrong? Red flag laws. That Seriously. will be fantastic.
1: That's I love Spike Cohen talk about that. I forget what his post said exactly, but he's like, oh, uh, you know, humans are uh, too stupid to govern themselves, so we need government, which is run by people to govern us. It's like, huh. That's an uh, interesting circular logic there. Put those people in charge. It'll be fine.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and that's the other thing, too, is... That's that's my response to it. Particular... <laughs> no, I like it uh what's what's so for those that don't know what's funny is will and i both have access to all the controls on this and if you see a comment pop up and disappear real quick we both wanted to click on it and there's no way to tell who done it first we got to see what alex has to say he's got privileges on the show i think knowledge is on a spectrum the human knowledge base is a bigger spectrum than chickens so we can do smarter things like handle a gun but we can also be far dumber and choose to rob a gun store which a chicken can't. That is a very good point. So far, we haven't seen it yet. A
1: chicken may surprise us someday. Let's let's hold out hope. I'm waiting.
0: Planet of the chickens.
1: Oh, I got to go, man. I've got a meeting, actually. I've got my alarm going off for OKLP stuff.
0: No, you don't. You ain't got to go.
1: I swear to God, I got to go. I have, a, <laughs> uh, I have an OKLP convention meeting right now. Ew. Uh, it is ooh, but we got to plan a convention, and uh, somebody's got to do it. Well, well, I'll uh, I'll see you next week, bub. All right, homie, thanks for coming for me yesterday, by the way, and for sure, good show. See you, bub. Peace.
0: One is now the loneliest number you can ever do. Two can be as bad as one, but now it's just me. I didn't plan on talking solo, but here we are. What I will say, and some final thoughts, is that okay, let's see, Trisha said okay. Okay is right. Okay is fine. Okay is mediocre. But that's all it is. I'm with you in the comment, bro. I appreciate that. we can all strive to do better and i believe finally worth watching yeah okay yeah, you got a lot of me um we can all strive to do better right like and I, I believe in wholeheartedly that the libertarian party is that better that we can do we have tried a two party system for six decades or more, more or less, whatever. Um, I know that there's been third-party candidates that have won uh, electoral votes in the past. That's why I kind of say around 60 years. But the Libertarian Party, and maybe not, maybe not even the Libertarian Party, right? maybe something else comes along that does better, that's more unified, whatever. But we, as a nation, have to strive to do better. And it's not gonna be through Democrats, it's not gonna be through Republicans. We have to think we have to stop thinking in a collectivist mindset. We're not Americans. We're not white, we're not black, we're not Christians, we're not Muslims, we're not Jews, we're not libertarians, we're not Republicans, we're not Democrats, we're independent people, we're individuals who have a separate mind thought, who have separate trains of thought. Um, there's no two libertarians that think exactly the same way on every policy. There's no two Republicans that think the exact same. There's no two Democrats that think exactly the same. It may seem like that sometimes, but it's not true. And we do have to to strive for this greater, you know, for this, this betterment of ourselves as individuals and as a nation. And if we can strive for that, we can reach unimaginable length. We can, we can reach beyond the stars right now. We can reach the stars. We just need to reach beyond the stars. And with that, Patricia Marie is hurrying me up. Um, which is a problem most men don't have. Most women are unimpressed by the length of time they take to finish off. However, I am bootleg. And this has been Not A Real Libertarian. Go to com. Buy you some merch. Buy you like 20 t-shirts. You know, they're nice. They're comfortable. They're well made. And they're funny. There is one that says thou shalt fucketh around and thou sh- or thou shalt find out. Something like that. It's it's to those extents. It's fantastic. And I don't say that because I made it. I say that because it's a good shirt. The well made. Um I say good night, good liberty. And you are not a real libertarian.